Guys, Johnny, is this working? Guys, I love you. I don't remember the line. They say, well, they thank you. <laughs> they say thank you. Johnny didn't remember it either. I... Dang it, guys. Jay, I only remember you're... the web block because I know you've had that issue, Jay. The your, web block. Your ability to remember dialogue is unprecedented. I've never seen it in another human being. You really should be an actor. Like, because I feel like you could memorize lines quickly. Probably, but the problem is I have no stage presence, no charisma, no good looks. That's what I think every time I watch your cast. <laughs> Dude can remember things from movies. That's no all he has going for him. No charisma. That's it. <laughs> no charisma. Uh, face for radio. <laughs> no stage presence. Oh, that's great. That's why we sometimes don't do video. My, uh, my self-esteem can only take so much. No, that's fantastic. For those watching at home, if I ever have an awkward look on my face, it's because Sam's slowly rubbing my knee with his. <laughs> and we're both wearing shorts well, in the middle of winter. we're related, so that's allowed. <laughs> not by blood. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's why it's not wrong. <laughs> a little too much Game of Thrones there, Jay. Come on. Yeah. So, Johnny, how are you doing? I know we tried to portal you in. Um, Doctor Strange's spell didn't bring you in. Um, it only got you up to Bluffdale. It didn't bring you all the way to Orem. Is that no. where you're at, Johnny, is in Bluffdale? Uh, yeah, Riverton Hair, it's all the same. So for people that are not familiar with Utah. We're like 30 minutes uh, yeah. northwest of Jay. And there's no, it's not like California where it's like 30 minutes without traffic and four hours with. It's pretty much mm -hmm. just 30 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's flat. Yeah. Yeah. And Johnny. Jay and I are in what, Orem? Yeah, we're both in Orem. Yeah. Yeah, here. Sam, I can fly my, fly my drone to Sam's house. For reals? No. Oh. It would drive, if before, drive before then. Yeah, exactly. If I had a brand new battery, I think it'd make it. A brand new battery. But my current one only lasts for like 10 minutes, so. That's what the next, the next time I'm on the podcast, we're going to do a remote podcast in your car. Via to see, to see how far we can get your drone. That sounds good. my house and your house. Let's do, let's do it at the end of this, you know. you got to go home somehow. Yeah. We'll bring Josh Kresge. Maybe yeah. Maybe Drone His drone lasts longer than mine. Speaking of drones, the beginning of Spider-Man No Way Home starts <laughs> off with all those drone strikes. What did you guys think of that? Did you like that it led right into the movie from the previous one? I loved it. Can we... Let's start from the very beginning. <laughs> Sounds good. It's a very good place to start. Um... I, I, I generally don't like movies that pick up seconds after the last movie started. Can you think of an example of one you don't like? Quantum of Solace. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, not that I hate that, but The Last Jedi. Again, not that I hate that. I just like a little bit of time. Yeah. And... <clears throat> But this one, I thought that they nailed it. Like, but maybe it's just because I was like, my ex expectations were definitely like super, super high for No Way Home. And they did not disappoint. I feel like this but, one, one thing it had going for it in terms of doing that was that it left on such a good cliffhanger that picking up 
from that cliffhanger was okay. Not that those other movies didn't have that, but you know, it, it felt like it was deserved that you kind of needed to go from there. Cause what, what else would he have done in that moment? Like they put him in such a predicament that you really couldn't be like, and now we're going to time jump six months. It's like, right. He was literally, he was in a predicament. Like MJ was right there and there was a crowd. I would have had questions. Yeah. Well, it worked because the third movie worked like in a trilogy, like the matrix, when they leave you on the cliffhanger, the third movie usually sucks. Even the Spider-Man, the third movie is usually bad. This one, the trilogy ended really well. So that's why it worked really well as well. You don't have to worry about it. Just it seamlessly integrated the movie. That's what I liked about it. Yeah, like maybe, so if I understand what you're saying is, if the rest of the movie didn't work, maybe we'd yeah. be like, ugh, why did they do that? That's a good thought. Like in a it, very possible real scenario. But yeah, no, I liked it. I loved how it picked up. <clears throat> I loved I, I loved all the little dialogue that you got all from the people in the background like you're just a kid like is that true is that you like you know oh did you kill Mysterio which by Let's the see way he's under that mask Mysterio is he really dead he's not dead I don't think he is what do you think Johnny yeah he's kind of useless he can die or not die don't, don't ever talk about Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> that's, that's the thing is it's Jake Gyllenhaal like literally one of the greatest actors alive and to me, it would just be such a waste to only use him in one movie. And he, I feel like of all the people who could figure out who Spider-Man is again, I think Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio is probably the best villain to try and oust him again, or at least have it be a concern. Like, yeah. Well, you're gonna have like a or, spoiler thing at the beginning of this, right? Yeah. So how we're cr- definitely gonna spoil this movie? Oh yeah. Well, how crazy would it be if Peter Parker encounters Mysterio and Mysterio? doesn't realize that, you know, that Peter Parker knows everything about him and he knows nothing about Peter Parker. That'd be an interesting hook. Ooh. Like, how do you treat someone like that, you know? I like that. I don't know. Well, that's how the movie's going to be is, you know, Peter's memory doesn't change. Everyone else did. So he's yeah. going to know histories and know everyone's acts, how they are. And everyone's like, who are you? Who's this guy? I love how we just jumped straight to the end. Like, <laughs> let's start at the beginning. And at the end, everyone forgets. I said it was a good place to start. <laughs> Not that it was that we had to go in chronological order. <laughs> but for the fellow nerds in the room, when I said that start at the very beginning, it's a very good place to start. Does anyone know the reference? Uh, is it The Gentleman? No. I have no idea. Sound of music. Oh, oh yeah. Really? Come really? That's a newer thing? Come on. I mean, I knew what you were else. referring to, but music, I thought maybe Mary Poppins. You mean like the, the nerds I thought maybe Mary from Poppins. 1960? Musicals are the original nerd. That's true. <laughs> Theater nerds are the original nerds. And musicals are an attachment of that. Yes. An extension. Um. So let's, okay, maybe we'll stay in chronological order. What was the first thing in this movie that made you go, this movie is going to rock? So for me, I I was kind of with Johnny. So I've seen it twice now, and more especially the second time. The first 20 minutes were a little boring. Not, boring is not the right word, but compared to the rest of the movie, I can definitely, like, re-watching it, I was, like, anxious to get through it. You know what I mean? Because once Alfred Molina shows up, once Doc Ock shows up, I lost it. But before that, I'm like... Peter's kind of a moron sometimes. Like he's a brilliant <laughs> idiot. Like like Doctor Strange said, you didn't try and call. Like what are you what are you doing? That should have been the first thing you do. And you have all these like high ranking friends. You've got all this stuff. Like he's 
kind of moronic in, in some ways. Like getting into MIT, I think wouldn't be that hard if if Pepper Pot just called one person and was like, "Hey, here's a million dollars." Okay. Here's an easy million. I can I I get what you're saying. I think I think a little bit. I think the MCU is in a transition phase. Obviously, it has to are, be right. As you we, can't kill off four main characters and not be yeah and and we're you know but i feel like they're trying to figure out on the the world of well how do we make these individual movies without bringing in other characters and they're not doing a great job because you've got (laughs) dr strange in this one right i was fully expecting you know someone else to show up in this um well someone from you know the The mcu the original mcu not the not the new mcu as we now know that we've pulled you know people in but it it is a little weird to me that you bring that up because he's super well connected yeah super well connected and he, like, why doesn't he just call Pepper? Why, why, happy. Doesn't, why doesn't Happy, why does that Happy yeah, just, like, happy. step in, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and do something. And really, if they actually thought he killed Mysterio, how is he not arrested? Right. If, like, he was, if he was released of all charges. So, I get, I get what you're saying. And it did but, make for a joke. I don't know, Johnny, what did you think? Because you, you said the same thing. I kind of want you to weigh in on it. The only time I, I, I got excited in the first 20 minutes is when uh, Matt Murdock, the Daredevil, was there from Netflix. That was That the first point. cameo. That's exactly what I wanted to point to, man. I love that when cameo. Charlie Cox showed up, I was like... You know, it was just great. Oh, I, I literally, like, I, was, I went alone because that's <laughs> the type of nerd I am. <laughs> My wife and children were asleep, and I went at like 10 o'clock opening night. And I sat on the back row of the theater, and there was one seat that hadn't been sold. It's a lot of detail. Um, and as I'm walking up with my drink, my popcorn, because if I go to the movies alone, I do it right. And it's like a $30 ordeal. Oh, it should be more. <laughs> and this lady, this, you know, she's probably my mom's age, probably grandma. He's like, oh, guys, guys can sit anywhere. Um, we didn't buy the middle seat, but no one's going to buy it. <laughs> and I, like, as I got to the top of the stair, and I was like, sorry, you guys all one family? They're like, yeah. And I was like, hmm. Well, so I sat in the middle because I wasn't <laughs> going to sit on the end. No I way. I sat in the seat I bought. Yeah. So I sat in the middle of this family and they passed popcorn past me and candy <laughs> past me. But literally when Matt Murdock got on screen, I like clapped my hand just once and it was super loud. <laughs> and the the mom sitting on my right like jumped like, oh, like she was all afraid. I don't think she knew who he was. <laughs> but wait, 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 wait. Damn it. I was really hoping someone would throw a brick through in that moment and I could try oh. and catch it. Nice. And you'd be like, what type of podcaster are you? Yeah. But but then I would have been like, why did you have to look? You should have just been able to catch a plot. It's true. I love that. 
Because Toby Maguire's spider sense is going, he's going for it too. And Matt Murdock catches it first. Yeah. Oh, that was sick. Yeah, our, our theater freaked Toby out. Maguire's did people not cheer on opening night when he showed up? Did they not cheer in your theater? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I okay. clapped. And everyone else erupted. And then people erupted, but not the people, like, immediately next to me. Okay. I don't think they really understood. They were just... Who goes to a 10 o'clock movie that doesn't know who... Yeah, well, yeah. we're not going to just love that. Holland. He's like, yay, Spider-Man. They don't know, like, the whole... Yeah. Like, backstory or the whole Spider-Verse since, like, the 90s. And they And maybe... Maybe they are like an MCU family, but they weren't like a Netflix. Yeah. Right, it's true. It is a little more hardcore. Yeah. I mean, at one point, Kingpin chops a dude's head off in a car door. (laughs) I was like, holy flip. Can I go on a little tangent? (laughs) Very small, yes. Have you guys seen Hawkeye? I was just going to go there. Okay. Spoilers for Hawkeye too, everyone. Kingpin? Do we think he's actually dead? No way. Oh no, I, I think he. You don't introduce the character in the last yeah. the last episode it, and kill him. They Go cut ahead, away from it on purpose. They knew what they were doing. If they killed him, I will be so disappointed, like outrageously disappointed, because it, it was just the perfect kind of setup and everything, and it was just too quick. Yeah, when they were talking about the big guy, I was like, are they talking about King? There's no way it's Kingpin, and there's no way it's King, because Charlie Cox came in, and I heard rumors that maybe he would make an appearance. In uh, Hawkeye? Yeah. I know. And he's so good. He's such a good Kingpin. Oh, he's such a good Kingpin. And Charlie Cox is such a good Daredevil. Yeah, I don't know his name, but I know he's the alien in Men in Black. Is that better? Same actor. Oh, I can't, I think, I knew his name. Vince something, right? Vince Delafonte, yeah, Yeah. He's phenomenal as Kingpin. Okay, here's a question. Can <laughs> King Kingpin survived an arrow pretty easily? He survived a lot. Could he survive a bullet? I you don't even know if she shot him. She I know, I know. I'm just dramatic. asking. Yeah. I mean, his power level is pretty, pretty high just, in this one. I mean, gun's a gun, but you just don't know if she shot him. That's true. Right. There's so many possibilities when you pan away. Yeah. He was so good, though. He's so intimidating, and he, he's just so good. Why is he wearing a Hawaiian in, shirt? In, Dare, in Daredevil, I think it was in that series, when he just like... Oh, yeah. Just slams people down. Oh, so good. Yeah. We should do a whole podcast on shows that came out six years ago. Coming back to Spider-Man. So, uh, Charlie Cox appears, and then he goes to Doctor Strange. Did you like that Doctor Strange wasn't in the movie as much as people thought he would be? Okay, so Doctor Strange is actually my only, like, kind of gripe gripe about the film. Because I just felt like he was a little too hard. Like, he was, as as a character, I felt like he was a little too... Rough on the edges, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I know exactly. Apathetic, just, like, not there. He's like, well, he's like the ultimate, like, he's... Sorcerer Supreme, though, now we know he's not. Mm. <clears throat> but, like, I feel like you can't be the Sorcerer Supreme if you don't have, like, good chi. Right? Yeah. And he just didn't seem like he was centered. Right? Like the... I can't think of the... Uh, Tilda Swinton. Like the, you know... The she, Ancient One. The Ancient One. Right? She was very much like... And I just feel like he should be there. He just felt fundamentally fundamentally different in this <clears throat> movie than he felt in the other ones. 
maybe I'm wrong. And I and I only saw it once. But to me, coming from like an actor <clears throat> and like a director standpoint, just looking at it, it was like, man, I think you're I think you're making your choices that are just a little too embittered. But we're also just catching the very beginning of his arc, right? Because he's going to have a whole other arc in his, in Doctor Strange 2. So maybe I just don't know enough of the story. But he was just kind of like, hmm, to me. I didn't like the way that his character was written in this episode. Show. What is it? Movie. Movie? <laughs> Johnny, what about you? What do you think of Strange? No, I agree. He that it's like he was there just to start it and then disappeared. And I don't know. I knew he wasn't going to be there a lot though. Yeah, I on my rewatch because I saw it twice. Um, what a nerd, Rocky. <laughs> uh, I did think one like when he's casting the spell, it was like a little goofy on like like it felt like the whole thing kind of like felt like we were kind of we just need to get to these villains showing up because that was when it really got good for me. So I felt the same way. Like Doctor Strange was a little rough around the edges for sure there were a few lines he said or other things where they were sometimes funny but like call me sir it was like okay like that whoa that just doesn't sound like something a strange would say to me yeah it, yeah but even yeah, even even nice. when strange has been kind of a dick in the past he didn't really act like that you know what i mean that was actually the only thing that i was like okay maybe because he is <clears throat> no offense to any of the followers out there that are any medical profession but i mean i've known quite a few doctors in my day and they've got egos and they can be narcissistic yeah that's a better <laughs> word than i was going to use they, they can be unpleasant i, I felt it coming on the tip of your tongue and i was like yeah. i need to interject a word here yeah thank you <laughs> i need to redirect this <laughs> Oh, who was your guys' favorite villain going into this? Now that we're kind of moving into, like, who the villains were in the film. Out of all the Spider-Man five movies beforehand, who was your favorite villain in those five movies? Uh, are we considering Doc Ock a villain? Absolutely. We will. Okay. Well, I mean, I, 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 the Green Goblin is just... Uh, William Defoe is the best villain in general for me. Then why did you ask about Doc Ock? <laughs> just because I wanted to see where he was on your board. Okay. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually well, Spider Man Two, right? Toby, the original Spider Man Two, the one that's actually called Spider Man Two, um, is like one of my faves, and I think Doc Ock is just amazing. So going into this movie, I would say he was my favorite villain, the one I was most excited to see again um and to you know and and enjoy if the follow-up to that is who is my favorite after Willem Dafoe like come on he was so good in it he was just so good and then watching him it was like a memory of oh that's right like you were outrageously good in the first Spider-Man. Right. Know? Like, but it's just time has not been kind to my memory. And I, I, I saw, I think the last time I saw the original Toby Spider-Man was like two years ago. We showed our, we showed Miller, our oldest. And 
he loved it. But I still was like kind of halfway watching it. How about you, Jay? Uh, Doc Ock for sure was my favorite out of those. I'm a, I'm a big Doc Ock guy. Not Sandman. Sandman's <laughs> cool. I actually love the actor who portrays Sandman. I'm a big fan of. There are scenes of Sandman, like when he's first coming out of the collider uh, and he's like looking at his, his yeah. necklace and he's reforming his body. Like Sandman, if it had just been his film or if it had just been him and Venom, I think could have been okay. Or just him and Harry. The problem was they... Yeah, they did too much. But Sandman, I actually am a pretty big fan of. Like, and I was, I was kind of happy to see him again. Honestly, I love that they embraced the villains. Like, even some of these villains that were in films where they weren't, like Electro was not super beloved, and Sandman was not super beloved. He wasn't a fan favorite, and they had zero issues embracing him. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely full. Like, like Sandman saves Peter initially. I was like, that's cool. Electro's trying to zap him, and Sandman's like, Peter. You know, he, it shows that he's not. A, I don't know. It, there's a cool range on these villains where they're not just. All trying to get him, Sinister, Sinister Six, we're gonna kill you, Peter. That's all. That's all that we're into. You know what I mean? Each one was super different and yeah. at different stages. I don't know. So yeah. how they how they handled the different characters and the arcs that the different characters went through. Like I didn't feel like anyone got gypped in a in their own personal story. No, but I. It was unreal how they masterfully had everybody go through a journey. I was just. I still don't know how they do it. It literally took me like five or six days to emotionally process the film. Like I didn't know how because it was just so freaking good. Well, all you need to do is literally one line. Doc Ock just said "Hello, Peter," and I was I was in tears. Like yeah. it's literally one sentence. That's how, how emotional you, that movie boy? could be. It's like "Hello, Peter," and I was like, "I'm out. I'm out. Stop the movie. I'm out." <laughs> what a Okay, so this is, Sam, don't don't be offended by this. This is kind of the film, like, this is what I wanted to experience when I saw the new Star Wars movies, is I wanted to feel like a little kid again, and I didn't. I didn't feel that way. You didn't feel like a little kid when you saw this? No, 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 when I saw, like, We're The Force Awakens. Kid. Oh, so well, like, it's because you weren't a child, Jay. <laughs> don't you, listen to him. You don't, you, your emotional tie to Star Wars was the prequels. It was not, though. I watched the sequel, or sorry, I watched the originals before I ever watched the prequels. Yeah, but your emotional tie to it. Okay, in, in, all that being said, when I went and saw The Force Awakens, I wanted to feel like a little kid again, and I didn't. And but when what, I went and saw this, But what I did. did you love about Star Wars when you went, like, six years ago, <laughs> if someone said to you, Jay, what do you love about Star Wars? What were your answers? Luke Skywalker. No, what are your it's, answers? Luke Skywalker no, was the answer. No. What did you... Obi-Wan. There you go. Ewan McGregor. Darth Maul. Darth Maul Ewan. and the lightsaber fights. Oh, I did, I did think that, though. I, I will yeah. give Sam credit. This. Star Wars is like all lightsabers <laughs> and that's all battle. And it's like, I, no, that's why you didn't feel like a I, kid. I do enjoy the 30-minute uh, choreography to lightsaber battles. I, I was okay with those. Bum, bum, ba, da, bum, 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 ba, bum. Sam's like, I just want it to be like... Luke swinging a baseball bat and poor choreography, but a lot of venom and emotion. That's all I want. That's all I care about. <laughs> I want Vader twirling it with one hand yeah. and throwing things around. That's all I want. A weird backflip. Really Throw that good, in there. Really good dialogue. A, a really good like father-son story. Yeah. None of this crazy backflips, Yoda no. twisting. No. <laughs> I do have a love for the prequels now. That's good. I... To be fair, though, the, I think my only that? slight with the with the okay, sorry, Johnny, we're going really off topic. My only slight with the new Star Wars trilogy is just how they handled Luke Skywalker. Everything else, I was okay with. 
But Luke wasn't in The Force Awakens almost at all. I didn't care for him in The Last Jedi. That was my main gripe with the series. Everything else was really good. I think that... Let's come back to the MCU. When I first saw Age of Ultron, I thought it was rubbish. Just thought, like, oh my heck, this is rubbish and this whole world is going to pot. Yeah. Right before Endgame came out, I rewatched all of them in in chronological order. So not released order, chronological order. And when I saw, but because I had seen all of them, when I rewatched Age of Ultron, I loved it. Really? Loved it. And it's because Age of Ultron sets up so much of what comes later that it was that I just didn't realize. So right. I think that if if uh, our good friend John and Dave, right? John yeah. Favreau and, and Dave Filoni have anything to do with it, which I'm pretty sure they do. I think that you will feel different about Luke and about his sequel trilogy in five years. I hope so. That's genuinely my hope because I I don't know. I, I I just genuinely hope that hope and believe that, and that's what's keeping me up. But I, I get what you're saying. But back to Spider Man. So. Did you feel like a little kid again, Johnny, in the theater? Absolutely. Are you kidding? I was a little. Every after the first twenty-five minutes, it was just pure nostalgia. Oh, it was just. It was great, and for me, it was. Nothing felt cheap. No. It didn't. It didn't feel like it was pandering to me. Um, and I mean, I was. A, I was an adult <laughs> when the first Spider-Man came out came out what 2001 no it came out in 2002 it was supposed to come out in 2001 oh yeah they had to edit they had to edit right they had to take out the twin towers oh yeah and so we talked about this before on the cast look it up yeah and so it came out in 2002 um i did not see that movie in theaters i was um i was doing some service work for my church and didn't have the opportunity but i I saw it as quickly as I could. Loved it. Loved, loved, loved it. But I was like 21, 22 when I saw it. So, you know, like, it wasn't a child. But it was... Spider-Man with Toby was like the first movie that took... For me, that took superheroes and and took the absurdity of superheroes and made it fun, right? X-Men, right? The original X-Men and X2, they took the absurdity of, of superhero movies and they made it real, right? But... What about Fantastic Four? Mm. We don't talk about that. <laughs> that noise. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it took superheroes and made them silly. Yeah. <laughs> I did. 
I did see like a meme today. Maybe it was yesterday. But it was like, imagine the portal opens, right? In, <laughs> Spy- in Spider-Man. And Chris Evans comes through. <laughs> and everyone thinks, oh, it's Captain America. And he goes, flame on! <laughs> I think I said that in the cast, how I really want it to be. When they do like the, the everyone together and it's Chris Evans's as the Human Torch. Oh, That'd be perfect. Fantastic. It'd be That'd so be funny. And you know he'd totally be down. Oh, yeah. Especially for a cameo thing to be funny. Dude, he would totally be down. But, yeah. Um, it's going Did, back. Were you, Sam, were you a big fan of like the 90s Spider-Man, the cartoons? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you already had like a basis going into... Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the, 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 the Tom Holland Spider-Man is a little different than the one that we grew up with, which he was like a little bit past college, going around, not a high school kid. Yeah. So that's the first Spider-Man I knew growing up so the that's why spider-man the original movies meant more to me because i'm like oh that's the one i knew when i was it's live action finally right 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 see well so my best friend from like childhood um grew up one house away from me um born like nine days before me like we've just been best friends since birth i collected star wars i was the star wars guy like i you know like had star wars legos and posters and everything all over my room he was a spider-man guy and he collected spider-man comic books he still has them um and we're talking probably thousands of spider-man comic books um and so he was very big into like talking about them and then uh right but then also uh, you guys met travis simbita my really good friend he was on the cast with me the last time i was here travis I might be wrong now, but 20 years ago when I met him, in 2001, um, his favorite comic book character at that time was Spider-Man as well. And so he would talk endlessly about Spider-Man and what Spider-Man meant. But he, Travis is also a big Hulk fan. He's a, just a, he's a big Marvel, Marvel guy. Um, but, yeah, I did. I felt... This movie did what I feel um, movies should do. It made me forget about the crazy world, even though I had a mask on my face. <laughs> and, you know, even though, you know, yeah, the list can go on on the state of the current world in 2022 now, right? But... It let me forget about the state of the world I'm in and embrace that state. And it was nothing but every emotion that I could possibly think of feeling, I felt. Uh, and, I, and I have a personal belief that feeling emotions and experiencing those emotions is like essential for a happy life. Even feeling the sad emotions, it's essential that you feel them and embrace them and acknowledge them because it's in those feelings that you know what joy is. Right. So, but I, oh, I just loved it. I mean, you can tell too, like I told Jay, my favorite theater experience was an end game when, when Captain America finally holds Milner and everyone lost their mind. But this, this movie experience Spider-Man was way different. I feel like the audience wanted it. They wanted to be happy and remember because from, 45 minutes into the end of the movie, every 15 minutes, you were shouting and screaming and going, no way, whoa, right. no matter what, the whole theater. So how disappointed would you have been 
without Andrew or Toby showing up. Oh, that, that it, I mean, it's one of those things like, oh, I, if they weren't there, I wouldn't care. But if I knew they were going to be there and they weren't, then I'd be sad. Right. So them being there, I mean, I said, I want a, a show with just the three of them. Just be them just sitting around talking in a coffee place as Spider-Man. That would be amazing. Just the three of them talking. Disney. Right? This should be a series. Just saying, the three, they could just literally just be sitting and talking and everyone would just go crazy. Give me, give me an eight part series on Disney Plus of that. Oh, uh, it'll destroy any viewing record ever known to streaming sites. What are your thoughts, Jay, on that? Uh, on, on having a new, new, like, series with them? I, I think that would be really good. I know they're in talks about it. This movie kind of made me remember that, like... Well, they're make, they're making another sequel, right? Like... They, that's the word on the street, that, that they're going to involve these trilogy. guys again. Yeah, they're going to involve these guys again. Um, and you don't know whether it's going to be universe hopping or not. I know. Um, but I did... It does... It's, it's so funny to me. Like, watching Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man again, it makes me remember, like... I never had a single issue with his performance or how he portrayed himself as Spider-Man. It was always the story that I had issues with. So let's t- let's 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 talk about the different Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've talked. I feel like we've talked enough about Toby. Friendly reminder, everyone. I'm. Oh wait, who, I'm Spider-Man three. No, I'm Spider-Man <laughs> one. I'm Spider-Man one. You're Spider-Man three. No, you're two. He's three. Andrew Garfield. You got it all. Toby McGuire. Who's the current guy? He's two. Tom Holland. Garfield's Tom Holland. two. <laughs> Holland's three. Come on, Jay. Holland was one. Why would Holland movie. be one? In the movie, in the Holland movie. was one. Oh, there you and go, quoting two. the movie again three. after Jay. <laughs> when they so, were all like, I thought I was Spider-Man too. No, I'm two. So, I to me, it's hard. I know I'll, I'll, you'll get hate. No, they don't know my contact information, so I'll say I think that Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man we've had. And I think that... Because, I really hate, though. People love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think that because he fits... He fits the bill for both Peter Parker and Spider-Man really, really well. Kid's an incredible actor. Incredible actor. A great mover. He looks like a baby. He's like <laughs> 25. Right, okay, but he, like he portrays an 18-year-old so well. But he looks like a child. Um, Zendaya looks like a child. They all look the proper ages. And, uh, Johnny, I think you mentioned it, you know, like, the original Spider-Man, or Toby, yeah, he gets out of high school. He's He moves to, to New York, you know, away from his aunt. So you know he's not in high school, right, after a little bit. So it's like, okay, it is what it is. Um... Andrew Garfield, though, I feel like his portrayal of Peter and Spider-Man, Spider-Man was amazing. But that's also coupled with my, my firm knowledge. <laughs> it's not even a belief, not even a feeling, but I firmly believe that Andrew Garfield is probably one of the greatest actors alive. Like Hacksaw Ridge, dude. Social Network. Th- he's just his range, his depth, his ability, where he wants, where he can go, is, oh, just it's frustratingly amazing. <laughs> okay. So, I was gonna that's ask how I feel about him. When you open, when they open the portal, 
Did you did you know it was going to be one of the two? I immediately knew it was Andrew. Really? Because of the costume, or because he was so tall? Oh, okay. He's he, tall, yeah. He's so tall. I don't know if he's actually super tall, um, but I remember that was actually one of my issues with him is that he like was just like like <laughs> lanky. He was all limbs. <laughs> I loved it. And uh, but I knew I was like that's Andrew, and then it was like if that's not him. <laughs> oh, could you I'm imagine? So if that's Tom Holland, I'm gonna be so pissed off. <laughs> or Miles Morales. That sounds terrible. But if they just pulled in some new character as Miles, dude, no. after teasing that, I wouldn't have enjoyed it. If they would have had Miles in it, I would have flipped my lid. <laughs> I would have been okay. Let me rephrase. I would have been okay with Miles Morales being in the film. I would not have been okay with that introduction. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. The, the first introduction needed to be one of the Spider-Man we knew. Because I'm a, I'm a huge Miles Morales fan. And I liked that they tease about him in the film. Really big Miles Morales fan. Yeah. Didn't want him in that introduction. I yeah. knew it was... So I, when, when, when the portal opened, I looked at the suit and I'm like... I leaned over to my wife and I said, That's not Tom Holland. Like, there's no way. It, I'm pretty sure I swore out loud <laughs> as he stepped through the portal. Sam just drops a huge F-bomb in the... No, it wasn't an F-bomb. I knew my audience. <laughs> but it was definitely like an SH. And... How perfect was his entrance? Those first like three minutes, you know, with him hanging. Oh my god! I was just gonna say he, him he has the best the comic relief. His mouth to like oh. climb over and get this the isn't mouth. enough. <laughs> this is enough. It's not enough. She threw the bread at him. I thought he had that tingly. I do, but not for a piece of bread. <laughs> so good, Johnny. Did you know it was Andrew? Yeah. Well, I knew. I think he's the tallest one, so it's a dead giveaway. And I feel like Toby's like in his forties now, so he's more stiff. He won't run like that unless you CGI him. So for me, it's like it's one of the three. Oh man! But it wasn't. When Toby it wasn't. came through. I was. I think that was the first time tears welled up <laughs> in my eyes during the film. Yeah, seeing him again, like I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" It's it's my it's my Spider Man. He's here. I loved it. <laughs> and they were incredibly honest too like he's like talking about mj and he's like yeah we're going through some stuff like they weren't sugarcoating anything no they were just so, being extremely honest and he's like i lost my mj and it was like it was a very honest moment that then they had humor before but it was really good i like honesty that they're showing so there's i believe that one of the best like tropes for a story um, is a redemption story, right? Um, if it's done well, if it's we, that's what I mean. Like if, like <laughs> if you want to make a good movie, or write a good book, or write a good comic, or whatever, if you choose to do a redemption story, your odds are very high that you can structure that to a point where people feel it and they love it, right? Um, quick pop. Sorry, alright so that's Spider-Man I thought you had to go out Spider-Man <laughs> had to go your senses went out did you guys you hear the alarm. siren suddenly start yeah um, and what I loved about this movie was it was it was a redemption story for everyone mm -hmm. like everyone had this opportunity to be redeemed villains good guys all everybody villains good guys Everybody. They even, leaned into it. Even Tom Holland, right? Because 
his redemption story is that he makes a terrible mistake at the beginning, right? He he wants to be one. He wants to be redeemed from kind of ruining his friends' lives so they can get into college. He wants to be redeemed that he didn't kill Mysterio. He wants to be redeemed that he then screws up this spell, spell, right? <laughs> but then he also wants to redeem all of these villains. They just they they handled it. So who had the best redemption? I know a lot of people thought Andrew catching MJ was a... Uh... Dude, how powerful yeah. was that that moment, dude? Whew. That was so good. Yeah. That's what I mean by depth, though. Like, right. if you look at those, like, two and a half seconds in his face, he experiences 17 different emotions. Like, Andrew Garfield is so just a frustratingly great <laughs> actor. I, I love, love him. I love that he talks about how he, he stopped pulling his punches. Because that's a common phrase that Spider-Man would say. Like in the games or in, in, in the old stuff, he would say, Lucky for you, I pull my punches. So I stopped pulling my punches. I get the image of uh, just him just railing on people. Like the new Batman. You know in the trailer how he just rails on people? That's, I hinged. Are you guys upset that I brought Batman into this? No, I cannot wait to oh, okay. cast with you. <laughs> the Batman. Cannot wait. Okay, speaking. All right, we have to we have to backtrack a little. Speaking of just railing on someone, when when Tobey Maguire jumps up onto Green Goblin's shoulders and just starts smashing his face in, and Goblin just starts laughing. <laughs> That's why he's crazy. Or not not Toby, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Did I say Toby? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, he Toby killed, wouldn't uh, do that because <laughs> uh, when he killed Aunt May. Yeah. Well, it was before right before Aunt May when they're on top of the the building and everything goes haywire. We'll say that. Um, he just starts railing on on him and he just. Looks up at him and just starts laughing and then throws him through the floor. <laughs> that was the moment when I thought, there's nothing Willem Dafoe can do. <laughs> Even the way his face like suddenly changes, oh. you know, when he when he, when Goblin takes over and he's not Norman anymore. So Norman's good. on sabbatical. Like <laughs> so good. He's so good. There's like a I think I sent the video to you about like all the little Easter eggs in this movie, and it's like twenty minutes long. We won't go into all of it, but there's a lot of these subtle things that I didn't even pick up on. But like when, when uh, Tom's spidey sense kind of kick in, and Norman isn't gone, like as soon as it kicks in, the only person in frame other than Spider-Man is Norman yeah. or Green Goblin. Ooh, so good. Ooh, also Green Goblin's costume, guys, with the hoodie and all that stuff, like. How outrageously cool was that? I'm so glad they ditched the mask and, and oh. you got to see his expressions as he was Goblin. It was so much more satisfying. So if you've seen if you've seen any of the concept art from the original Spider-Man, this is a very close representation of a look that they played with back then. So good. That's sweet. <clears throat> okay, let's keep talking about... I think we're almost there. About talking about... The Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like you have something you want to say. The movies, just going back to, just going back to Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Emma Stone can do no wrong. Okay? I love her. I love her. And she's such a good actress. 
And they were so perfect together. Uh, as a couple, off screen, I guess probably not perfect because they're no longer together. But to me, they were perfect. <laughs> but on screen, they were just so good. But I think I agree with you, Jay. The movies were just kind of a mess. I think that the Amazing Spider-Man's... The first one's far better than the second one. First one's good. The second one fell victim to the same thing that Spider-Man 3 fell victim to. And it was just bloated. Too many villains. Too much action for the sake of action and not enough story. Right. And I was going to say, you can, can you say too many villains when we're praising this one so much that has five solid villains? But that's... You can because uh, they... It's, it's because of the follow-up sentence. Too many villains and too much action for the sake of action and not story. So... I was afraid for this movie because of all of the people that we knew were going to be in it. And then we found out even more people were going to be in it. Um, but, like, oh, man. It just... It all comes down... It, if you're a filmmaker, if you're a storyteller, if you're whatever, like, the number one thing people want... Is they want to feel and they want to they want story. They want to be able to put themselves in a character and see that character transform. And that's when you just have explosions for explosion's sake. You, Go watch Transformers. Well then you get Transformers, right? Yeah. Then you get then you get I mean, they all do that. The John Wick movies, the Die Hard movies, like the more and more bigger they get, the more like, oh, just blow this up. Just do that. It takes away from the original content of the story that you like. Sorry, we're going to have to edit out that you just said anything bad about John Wick. I think Johnny I love John Wick, is... but you watch the original John Wick, it's a small world. That's I have three true. Books. Compare that's John Wick 1 to John Wick 3. When you get to like John Wick 3, yeah, just keep running around, just explosions. Blood. That's what I'm saying. They, they, they make it bigger by explosions. explosions not on the story. Yeah. Because that first story, the world is him in a living room, which is amazing. And then they open it up, which I like opening up the world. But if you're just going to, for explosion's sake, they all do it. Yeah. It's just a trope they get. I what you're saying. But those movies are amazing. Um, So kind of touching on, I like that they leaned into, sometimes I think movies are ashamed. If a movie didn't make money, they're ashamed of it. I like that they weren't ashamed of like The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Even though it's a goofy movie and Electro is kind of a goober, you know, oh, oh, hey, Peter, whatever. Uh, I, he never says, hey, Peter, hey, Spider-Man. Um, anyway, I like that they leaned into it and they brought Jamie Foxx in. He's good looking. He Yeah, like, can you explain that, though? Have you guys read about it? Like, how does he have hair? How is he good looking? Like, how is he not a dweeb? Like, did they fix? I can't. I only saw the amazing. Oh, like how he's just handsome later. Because his body got reformed perfectly from the electricity. You know, he, he was that true? turned into true energy and then got brought back. I have no idea. I do know they talked about... I'll use it. There, yeah, we'll say that. There's a plot hole of, like... Um, this is kind of interesting. There's a plot hole of, did he ever know that Peter Parker was Spider-Man? Right. Because I don't think he did, right? So the, the, the growing consensus is that, even though you didn't see it on screen, he could have heard, because he was working for um, Oscorp and the main guy knew. I think the main guy had figured it out. He could have picked it up along the way off screen, which would explain his being there. And then there were other explanations you heard, but that one was the one that I thought was most reasonable for my head canon hmm, interesting any villains that you wish would have been in this film 
Definitely not Green Goblin from The Amazing Spider-Man 2 or Rhino. <laughs> really? I wish Rhino would have been in it. Could you imagine? <laughs> but that's because I freaking love, uh, what's his name? What's his, what is his name that played Rhino? I, I couldn't tell you. Come on. Oh, uh, another fantastic actor. Um, Paul Giamatti. Oh my goodness. Oh, the guy's okay. amazing. If you haven't seen the show, John Adams, HBO, six-part miniseries, watch it. Don't wait. Watch it. It's outrageously good. True story about John Adams. You know, our first vice president, second president of the United States. He's also really good in um, Big Fat Liar. <laughs> yeah. It's turning blue. So, so what about... Well, I mean, um, well, why do they have the kingpin? Like, they could have... Why don't they brought in the kingpin for just, like, a cameo? Right. Something or, like that. Who who dealt with Spider-Man in the 90s, the cartoon, which all the fans who watched this one knew. Or uh, James Franco. Uh, yeah, yeah Franco's I mean, been written out I, guess, I feel like he's still ex of, of Hollywood, but still, yeah. <laughs> I'd have loved to have seen Franco. Why not? Like, I mean, other than the fact that... He's blacklisted. He's, like, blacklisted. Yeah, he's... He is. He's, he is what he is. Yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad that he used his power the way he used his power. Allegedly. <laughs> um, but it's also too bad that we don't get to enjoy him anymore. Like, because... You ever seen 127 Hours? You haven't? No, I have I know what it is. Dude, I don't know if I could get through the... Uh... Oh, you've got... Have you seen it, Johnny? 127 Hours? No, I don't hours? do... No, you've do got, you guys, I'm dead arms. serious. You have, got, you have got to watch that movie. Can't watch someone jump off their own arms. It is... <laughs> not for 127 hours. Maybe it's, for like two hours. It's amazing. Well, the movie's two hours. It's not 127 <laughs> hours. So you're in good luck. This movie's so good. Um, and then I thought James Franco was fantastic in the very first... Um, um, Planet of the Apes. What was that one? Don, Don of the Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah, he was good in that. Oh, he's so good. Cool. He's really funny too. Like he, he, it's a waste that like you wish he could just be the actor that he is. Yeah. Great actor. Uh, yeah, I wish we could enjoy the actor. I feel yeah. the same way about Kevin Spacey. Right? Yeah, amazing actor. Yeah, but, but then you would behind the. I'm actually also kind of fine letting Kevin Spacey die. <laughs> a cold, bitterless death. He was played out. Anyway, back to back to Spider Man. I really because well, uh, the one good thing about. Uh, that the other Spider-Man movies ever got, and I'll just say this real quick, is his little sidekick. I love Ned. Ned is still one of my favorite characters. In the third movie, they did him so well. And you never had that. Franco was supposed to be a Spider's little, you know, Spider-Man's friend. And the third movie, he was a little bit more his friend, but we don't talk about the third movie. So I really like Ned. That's the one thing that this 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 rendition of Spider-Man brought that I liked a lot. Yeah, Ned was great. How did you like his joke the joke about the meme? Well, about Spider-Man's favorite. Her best friend always dies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Arms. He died in my arms. He Dude, died I promise arms. you I'll never betray you. I'm <laughs> an evil supervillain. Oh, my goodness. I just thought that was so fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty good. His face when uh, when Tobey Maguire is talking about his, his best friend who died. He's so distraught over it. <laughs> How good was that scene, though, in the science lab? Yeah, when the three of them were... Right, yeah, that, I didn't pick up a thought at all until someone told me that was the meme where the oh, yeah. Spider-Mans are all pointing at each other. Yeah. Here we go this way. Okay. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> you just have to point at both of us. <laughs> there we go. That was much easier. But... 
even just like the three of them all taking on and using their brains and you know you just, you forget that that's in our current understanding of the MCU you forget that Spider-Man that that Peter Parker's a genius right because he has all this stark technology right um and I don't know it's interesting right also I'm confused why he loses the stark technology at the end of the film. Yeah, how he just goes back to the old blue and red sewn together costume. Yeah, like I'm, I'm a little confused. I, I never. Jay, you've seen it twice? He doesn't, they don't wipe everyone's memory that Spider-Man exists. They wipe everyone's memory that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So, Happy should still know not necessarily who Spider-Man is, but Happy should know Spider-Man. Was friends right. with Tony Stark. Was friends with Tony Stark. And well, yeah, it was an Avenger. Tony Stark left everything to Spider Man. Right, all of these things should should still be known. So why does he? Well, they made him broke, right? He's living in a one bedroom apartment. I, I like think it was one of those things where it was story over plot. I yeah. think. And 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 we don't have the rest of the story yet. Right. I do think that they wanted to lean into uh, Spider Man being poor again, and and how you know. How he should be, you know, in, in theory, how he should be, I should say it like that, in, yeah. in terms of the comics. And, like, people love that Spider-Man's poor and that he's relatable and that he's struggling. Like, they wanted to put it... It's so funny. They did it almost backwards. How... Now how, he's back to being poor again. How bad in the that last... In the end of this show, how bad did you want the old Russian landlord to walk around the corner? <laughs> oh, I wanted it so bad. I really did. When he was introducing the apartment, I was I was literally like, "Oh, please be that guy. Like, please be that guy." You owe rent. So you owe rent. Yeah, rent, rent do Friday. <laughs> I can't speak Russian. That would have been amazing. So don't be offended, Russians. I would have cheered again. The whole theater would have blown up. I would have lost my mind. <laughs> You'll get this rent when you fix this damn door. <laughs> yeah, I was. Su- I was hoping that either he would walk around the corner. Or like the his daughter, the like Russian chick. Oh, the little the skinny one that gives him cake. Do you want yeah. cake? Yeah. There? <laughs> oh, I was hoping so bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about the ending, but maybe we're not there yet. Did you have a hard time when? Uh, no, no. I was gonna say when Pete, when MJ, when Peter's about to tell him he's got a script, and MJ puts her hair behind her ear, and there's he sees the scar, and then he decides like, did you experience the journey with him as he was going through his head like? Yeah. You know what I mean? Could yeah. You? Yeah. It was, my thought was, tell her. Tell, you're not going to tell her. Oh, no. I get it. I get it. I know why you're not going to tell her, but tell her. I want you to tell her because I want you to be happy. And I want her to be happy. And I want you guys to be together. She's your MJ. You know, like. And he's so good with Ned, too. <sighs> That's my problem. I'm so morbid. I'd rather him go just sit next to Ned and talk to him. Like, I figure out MJ later. Fix your bromance, man. Fix your bromance. For a second, I thought MJ and Ned were going to start dating. Like, when he walked <laughs> in, I thought that they were going to, like, kiss or something. And then I was like, that would have been so stupid. I'm so glad they didn't. And then, like, he gets up to leave and she's like, go get him, tiger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to Ned. <laughs> you imagine? Uh, I would have left, too. You, I didn't realize it. I found this out on the internet later. Like, to realize that she's still wearing the Black Dahlia broken, like, necklace yeah that he gave her 
So, and a lot of people are saying, like, well, you know, she somewhere deep in that memory, she remembers him somehow, right? Um, but this spell, so let's talk about this spell. If he tells somebody, does that bring memory? Is it going to bring memories back? It's like a Sleeping Beauty thing. Is that like a kiss and then they'll, she'll remember everything? Or do you think it's more powerful than that? Maybe. I mean, he told her he was Peter Parker, so it has to be more than just a Peter Parker. More than saying, I'm Peter Parker. It could just be, like, something that remembers him, like, something deep, like, he saves her. Or, you know, if it was the first one, it would have been, like, an upside-down kiss. If he did that ever, it'll kick in. Something memorable might kick it in. Here's my question for the spell. Spell. Is it going to work on Wanda? Does Wanda even care? She's been so weird lately, man. She doesn't even care. Because by weird, do you mean amazing? Well, no, no, I'm just saying, like, she just doesn't care about anything anymore. She's just like... Wouldn't that be interesting, uh, though, if Wanda was the only one who remembered? Because maybe she, like, had her runes up or something, and only the only the wizard inside the runes can cast a spell, so it would just go right over her. Something like that. You know what I mean? Like, there are ways that Wanda would know, like, why is everyone, you know, I know who Peter Parker is. Why is everyone else? Like, what the freak happened? Oh, and it would be an interesting way of connecting two characters that have had no screen time together, who I think could play off each other pretty well. Yeah. It would well, be cool to see them together, though. Yeah. Maybe he starts dating Wanda. I would. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In this world where they're 12 years apart, but not. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want some genocidal maniac who <laughs> to, to be your lover? <laughs> Have you guys seen a... I'm assuming you guys have seen WandaVision. And you've also seen What If? I I actually have not seen What If. I I got... I watched the first episode. Ugh. And I was just kind of like... Okay. This is kind of cool. But I I understand the premise. Is it worth watching it? Yeah, there's cool ones. Yeah, I watched... I picked up... So I would just skip them all and go to Zombies. And then go on from there. The zombie episode is phenomenal. I like the Wakanda one. The, the, not Okanda, the, the one with uh, a different Peter Quill. Mm. Yeah, I, I saw the first like 10 minutes of that one. I think that's yeah, it's just, two, it was, right? I like anything they do with, 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 the, with Chad. Man, that still brings a little tear to my heart. Oh. So you get to hear his voice. It's him. He should have been. Him? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's his voice. It's, his, it's one of his last uh, oh my portrayals. So that's what I'm saying. And then do like a little like in memory of him. So that, like for that premise, it was really cool. He would have been, he would have been such a good leader of the Avengers. He, oh, he should take it, the mount, without even hedge. Yeah, he would have been the next Captain America. Yeah. God, speaking of great actors, Chadwick? Oh, breaks my heart. The guy was a, just such a good actor. And so, and so, and just so underutilized, as so many of our, of our, or black actors are. Like, really, really just not, not black, but all. <laughs> non-white actors there's just not that many stories for them sadly because so many of them are just outrageously great actors but yeah i thought that when i rewatched uh the mummy i was like why are they all white <laughs> they're in egypt <laughs> can we get some ethnic actors in here <laughs> like it's kind of bugging me now well what was the other one the moses movie with uh with um Christian Bale. Russell Crowe. Oh. Oh, yeah. I missed that one. What was I haven't that seen movie that called? I can't think of it. Where Christian Bale was Moses. And it was like, <laughs> like everyone is like, why? <laughs> like, what the hell? 
Like at least in Ten Commandments, you had like Yul Brenner, but I think Yul Brenner was white too. Was he? Shoot, this is gonna be bad. I'm gonna look that up. No, you're good. No, but I've thought that. Um, in some some of the, I, I rewatched some of the films from the '90s, and I was like, huh, like. I didn't realize how much some of these diverse actors make such a good difference. He's a Russian-American actor. Eastern European. Yeah, I could have some interesting ties. Johnny, uh, I wanted to hear your favorite part of the whole movie. Do you have one? Like a moment that stood out to you more than any other. I mean, I still, like, that pops in my head, dude. When Dokoff just says, like, hello, Peter. That to me just, like, flashback. When he's first introduced or? No, 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 no. When they, like, first make eye contact. Like, in the very end. Towards the end. When he goes to his Peter and he goes, hello, Peter. Just the way he says it soft in his voice, like, like we're okay. And then Peter sees him alive. Like, that made him happy because he wasn't alive, right? The last time he saw him, he was dead. Is this so I like that a lot. That's a good, that was just a good warm feeling. Are you asking him the good, the bad, and the nerdy? Is that I'm just asking? asking for your nah, favorite he's just part. asking for a good, oh. a good heart. Um, it can be your nerdy. My, my, my good part? You want to do a good, a bad, and a nerdy? What? You got a hard stop, right? You got no, keep it going. We're good. We're good. We keep got 15 more minutes. Let's do a quick good and bad and nerdy. Yeah, let's talk about it. You go first, Johnny. Good. Let's maybe do we, It's your show. I won't. Johnny, you just did good. The good. Nerdy, good was right? just like the cameos. Do we want to do good? And yeah, good was just cameos. And then nerdy. That and then good. the nerdy. Okay, Johnny, give us a good. Good. Yeah, I like the cameos. Like they were very unexpected. Some were expected, but I love seeing the cameos. Just great. Spot on. Sam, do you need me to go? The good. For me the good was just the, um, the 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 good was just the storytelling like the the way that every single character had an arc had a story from beginning to end um was just and we haven't even talked about marissa tomei oh, oh that could be your nerdy oh yeah, it can't be my nerdy that's yeah marissa tomei was might have been my favorite like like it might have been my first crush. Like, oh, and she's still so beautiful and such a yeah. Good, she's stunning. Just and just she was just so good. But I just her arc and her delivering Uncle Ben's line, I just thought it was brilliant. Like, mm. wh- what a way to weave that part of of the Spider-Man story into this film, you know? Because we missed. There was not an Uncle Ben, right? There was not any of this stuff. And so, yeah, I thought that was just so good of them to finally get to that. And that they they definitely weren't in a rush to get there. This is the third Spider-Man movie, but what, like sixth or seventh movie he's been in? Sixth? Right? Captain. Yeah. Captain. Mm-hmm. And then um, the two Avengers. He was, in, he was in Infinity and Endgame. And then, yeah, this is, yeah, sixth. How about you? Good. Uh, well, just real quick, though, Jay, I just want to, because me and Jay do talk outside of the cast, and Jay texts me. He's like, I hope they do an Uncle Ben. That'd be really cool. And then I told him he had to be a hot Uncle Ben. <laughs> Each Uncle Ben's got to get hotter. Yeah. That, I, I was wondering about that. Can you involve Uncle Ben in the in the story? Could could he, could he Peter be visiting the grave, and May's longtime ex-boyfriend, Fling, is also there, and his name is Ben? Well, what happens when we find out Happy's actual name is Ben? <laughs> no, because his name's Happy Hogan. So I guess that's true. His How funny would that what be? If it, what if it's Benjamin Happy Hogan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do love Happy. His photo with the mullet. <laughs> um, 
good for me. I had one and then it went away when I was thinking about if Uncle Ben could be there. I would... <laughs> I would say the good for me was uh, the redemptive arcs. It's kind of what you played into the stories, but um, specifically that I said this before already, but they, they lean into like, they're not ashamed of the old stories. And so everyone has an arc. Um, and like J. Jonah Jameson's there. Just, yeah, things like that. It's kind of playing off both years combined. I'm sorry, but I'm going to steal those. Don't think <laughs> of it. Don't be sorry. J. Jonah Jameson. So good. Okay. Can we? The bad. <laughs> I just wanted to say, actually, this is gonna be my good. One scene is my oh, good. Oh, you got a good. Yeah, when 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 um, when Peter had Aunt May has just died and he's looking at that screen. It's like the most beautiful shot of the movie, and J. Jonah Jameson is huge, and he's like everything Spider-Man touches crumbles and comes to ruin, and he's just sitting there crying, and, and the rain's on him, and it's this like incredibly beautiful scene. That scene to me was so that's my good because it was such a good scene, like. Imagine how you're feeling as Peter when everyone, Peter, you're, you're Peter and everyone hates you and J. Jonah Jameson is saying exactly how you're feeling and condemning you. I thought that was so good. And the scene was beautiful. The story, the writing, man, nailed it. Ugh, John, you got a bad? The only bad, if you're going to nitpick, was like that eight minute montage where they're like in trying to, like, trying to figure out if they're going to go to school, like college, and they're running around. I just didn't care for that. It's not even bad. I just didn't care for it. Like 12 I, minutes in i literally forgot about that yeah it was kind of that like that existed yeah but you're totally right like oh well didn't get into this school didn't yeah get into this school didn't get into Princeton. This school. yeah and it was like a, it's like this little eight minute montage and then this little and then flash who the, the only flash i don't like that kid and then oh, he's like oh, and I, yeah I oh he's good. my best friend and i was like that annoying like eight minutes i was like cool i guess you had to do it but that's my like only him. bad i think he's <laughs> great and i think that they're setting it up for him to be um, Venom. For really? Flash to be Venom. Well, Flash is Venom in the nineties. Bold so. prediction. That could be part of your. I bad like that a lot, a though. That'd prediction. be a cool. That'd be a cool one. Johnny, do you have a bold prediction for us? Uh, that Uncle Ben is really hot. There you go. Uncle Ben will be in it. Happy Still Hogan. Fine. Happy Hogan. Mm-hmm. Give me some John Favreau. Okay, oh. so before you do your before you do your bad, I will say this about Flash. It's <laughs> funny how like. He, I feel like we portray him and everyone thinks he's this bad guy, but if you pay attention to some of the side dialogue surrounding Flash, like in the first film when they were almost killed at the Capitol and he comes back from the airport, his parents aren't even there at the airport to make sure he's okay and to greet him. Oh well, yeah, he's he's the quintessential like rich kid, ignored rich kid Yeah. in, in this MCU. Um, and so, yeah, he really just is like, I love. I actually love this Flash because he's the he's the bully of the twenty fifteen plus, right? He's That's the, social, the new age bully. He's the social media bully. Mm-hmm. He's not the jock bully. Mm-hmm. But That's you feel bad for him. I thought of that way. I, I can relate to him. I'm like, oh man. That's that's something that Hollywood's really leaning into right now. Is that like even villains like. They're a villain for a reason, right? I just watched, um, I just watched Cruella with Emma Stone. Oh, so good. Her, she's just so <laughs> good. Um, but they're really leaning into it, you know. You Maleficent, you got all these like, and they all these are Disney movies, but, um, but villains are a villain for a reason, and yeah. So bad on this. 
going to my bad. Bad for this film, um, I'm going to go with Doctor Strange. I feel like of everyone in the film, his dialogue and the way he was directed, just, it wasn't Benedict's finest moment. I might eat my words as we get more information about him and his character. But it's either, yeah, like I just. Did he phone it in for you? Yeah, I just didn't love, love his character in this film. And and I know you're not supposed to love it, but I was just kind of like, like, just kind of like a very prideful uh, ass. (laughs) Sorry, Kathy. (laughs) <laughs> that's my mother everyone <laughs> i was gonna say that jay has that tattooed on the back of his shoulder sorry Mom. <laughs> uh bad for me i would say man you guys take all the good ones because those were like johnny's was the only one i was thinking of like as i rewatched re- it really late yeah as i rewatched it i was like the pacing in the first 20 minutes like i really just wanted to get to alfred molina to show up i had a hard time with it on the second review like the first time i watched it it didn't really bug me but knowing what was coming on the second viewing it was hard to like i was really bored yeah and and i think you're right johnny and jay i think that i think that if any of the struggling any of the scripting struggled it was that initial scripting right it was uh, the first you know, probably 20 or 30 pages of the script where it was like, okay, well, we got to show some conflict. Well, everyone knows that he's Spider-Man now. Everyone thinks he killed Mysterio, but he's a superhero. So, like, we can't, like, hate him. Uh, We can't put him in prison because he's kind of, you know, the main guy in the show. So how do we justify that? But also he has to go back to school, so that's weird. Um, and then his teachers are going to kind of like worship him, which is fine. It is what it is. But maybe we have one teacher that doesn't, which is also kind of weird. But I don't know. All of it to justify. And now they can't get into colleges, even though they're brilliant. And even though he's the rightful heir <laughs> to Stark Industries. Right. MIT is going to deny him. I guess he's not really the rightful heir, right? Because Pepper and Tony had a kid. They got to get married. Yeah, but I mean, they can make him the COO. I mean, he he was was deep enough that there would be... deep enough that, like, he's... Like, no... Sorry. No university in the world (laughs) is going to turn him down because they know the bank account behind that. Tony Stark's pet project, running around in a $14 million suit. Yeah, like, (laughs) come on. So Uh, I I actually do have a bad. So my bad was, I thought it was kind of silly that the reason that the spell collapsed was because he's like, you keep changing my spell. Yeah, why doesn't he just go, okay. Yeah, I would have enjoyed it more if it would have been like, there's something going on that's, you know, like like Loki just happened and and the, the multiverse splits or whatever in Loki. It would have been more interesting to me if Doctor Strange is like, something just changed. Shit, the the spell's going haywire, and I don't know why. And then it goes crazy, and then he brings it down. You could have had the same story, but tied in Loki, without yeah, even needing to say it on the nose. But saying, 
You keep changing my spell, young man. Call me sir. I was like, that's kind of silly. Especially when we had all these other shows that were setting up the multiverse and interesting stuff. And everyone watched those shows. Well, yeah. Yeah. I can... I totally... I think that that absolutely could have worked. And probably... Like, I don't disagree with you. There is a... There... Star Wars falls victim to this. Because there's so much expanded universe content that when they do make a show of comic book whatever they and marvel does too you have to kind of pick and choose like how do we make this movie for somebody who's never seen anything else never seen loki but also do it justice for the people that have seen everything else so that that could be argued that ah oh, that's a it's a little deep maybe Maybe we can't do that because I don't know. But I like but, but even like just saying the spell's going wrong and I don't know why don't is know enough expl- explanation. And then you have a kicker at the end, you know, a mid credit scene that is Loki, right at the same time. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. Interesting. Nerdy. Let's talk about nerd. the nerd. Go ahead, Johnny. The nerd. So for me. It has to be when the three Spider-Mens are just hanging out. And when they do the, to ever get web-locked, that was just so nerdy and funny. And it's something that only they can relate to. Yeah. And they like, to ever get web-locked before? Like, to come out of other places? That whole, like, four-minute scene, I was on the floor laughing. Like, I know what they're talking about. I know. So it was just funny. <laughs> just on the point. <laughs> yeah. For me, the nerdy was basically any time you had the three spider-men sharing the screen at the same time having dialogue at the same time all of that the stuff in the science uh lab the stuff about like it just comes out of your skin like that's <laughs> like what like that's all of that the fact that you know um well i guess there's only two of them but yeah the the hurt back you know from mm-hmm. from toby which he really did he hurt his back on um, when he made Seabiscuit, like true story, like Toby McGuire jacked his back up. Almost couldn't, I think it was, he almost couldn't make the third one because his back was so jacked up. Like he has a jacked back from it. Um, and to tie that into these kind of real world things, the fact that Toby keeps saying to Andrew, like, you're amazing. Right? <laughs> Cause he was the amazing. <laughs> um, no, you are, no, you're amazing. Like, <laughs> I just, all those little things I just thought was so good. So do you have your suit on, or are you going to go as a youth pastor? And then, and then he's got it. Like, <laughs> so good. And then the emotional, in that, the emotional depth that the three Spider-Men went to in different realms, right? Toby, being the wise Spider-Man, just not wanting his counterpart that he's somehow cosmically connected to because he's peter parker right to make the same mistakes he made he doesn't want him to regret things down the road for okay don't talk about that further because that's my nerdy so (laughs) cutting you off there and then and and andrew saving mj right what about their rooftop scene together the three of them like how how sad that was just so good andrew's like almost in tears talking about glenn and toby's talking about uncle ben and yeah just i mean all of all of those little things and then and and then obviously the emotional depth that that um 
that Tom had to go to with losing everyone. He lost everyone. Literally. To save them, he lost everyone. Oh, so good. So nerdy. So good. I love it. Yeah. My nerdy uh, is that, you know, Peter's fighting um, Goblin and he's not holding him back. He's just railing on him at the very, very end. And then he goes over and picks up the glider. And I was like, whoever wrote that, like, the, the, the amount of poetry and, and like, the, in terms of, you know, here you have your first movie and your last movie and both Goblin's going to get stabbed by the glider. Like, the amount of poetry and, and storytelling and the guy who has to think through that as a writer is so impressive. You know, he goes over and he's about to drill him and Toby comes in and stops him. <laughs> and then the look on Toby's face, like, like you know. No dialogue. No dialogue nothing. at all. Nothing. <laughs> just, just... Like I said, the cosmic connection because they are, they're cosmically the same. Right. Right. And knowing what it would be, what it would do to Peter having killed Osborne, Norman, you know, because Peter did it. He didn't even really kill him. He let his glider kill himself. But yet it still spiraled his life out of control. And oh, yeah. he still felt guilty. Like Johnny talked about this, but he talks about like, I've been thinking about how I could have fixed Norman for years. Yeah. Like you can lead in, read into that line a lot. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, when, when he stops him and just... The two of them were straining under the weight, like, oh, it gave me such chills. I, I welled up, and then he gets stabbed, and I thought, there's oh, yeah. no way, there's no way you're going to kill him in front of me. You cannot. You <laughs> may. You're not going to do not, this again. Not number three. To me. No, 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 right? So, the future. The future of Spider-Man. We know, right. we know they're making three more. They're, they've they've basically come out and confirmed they're making three more with Tom. Morbius and Venom. What universe do they live in? That's true. I mean, technically, they would be more in the first one. That's more closer to the 90s. It wasn't Amazing Spider-Man Morbius, but we'll see if they put him in his own little universe, like how Venom was in his own little world. I think for sure Morbius and Venom occupy the same universe because they, they hint at it in the trailer. We haven't seen anything like this since San Francisco. The cops say that. I don't know if it brings in either of the Spider-Man. I think it could because it's happening all the way in so New York. In, in the Morbius trailer, there's a... There's a Spider-Man, like, uh, graffiti on the wall. I would be okay with it. I, uh, I've read that one thing they're considering is having Andrew get be Venom, and then Toby and Tom need to fight Andrew's Amazing Spider-Man as Venom. Which would be pretty cool. So I'm hoping, here's what I'm hoping, is because I'm in love with Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Plutonically. And have his babies. <laughs> I'm hoping they bring him back. And I just... And let's just embrace it. Let's just embrace it. There's two Spider-Men. They're going to make another Spider-Man movie, right? I would love for them to make Spider-Man 4 with Toby and have Sam Raimi come back and direct it. I would, I would love it. I would, it's yeah. not too campy for you? Oh, no. Because the, oh, the, oh, the O2 kidding? ones, like, like, I rewatched them, like, this is super campy, but it was also 2002. I love it. But also one of my favorite shows of all time is the original, like, Batman TV show. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I'd right? ask the wrong guy if it's so, too campy. Who am I I'm, kidding? like, way into it. So, <laughs> but I really hope, I do, there's, I really hope 
that Morbius and and Venom, at least the the Tom Hardy Venom, exist in the Amazing Spider-Man universe, and I hope they bring him back. And because he just he can't do he can't do wrong. As long as the scripts are good, he's gonna do he's gonna do a great job anyway. But as long as the scripts are good, the movies will be good. Right, and I I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see how it goes. I haven't so like Venom one and two are are good. Um, I was starting to feel a little bit of superhero fatigue just because I thought, thought the last few movies after Endgame I hadn't enjoyed. Like Shang Chi was good. I didn't even watch Eternals, and then the shows were fine. So I was nervous going into this new Spider Man. Like, am I starting to experience? superhero fatigue and then i watched this film and i'm like nope it was just i needed i needed a a rekindling i guess so we won't we won't list from best to worst of all mcu films right but where does this one land top three for me I think it would fall right after infinity war and well that is a little hard yeah because it says this pulls out a lot of heartstrings i go top five easy I'm I'm top three, and possibly number one. Really, like legitimately, possibly number one. Um, and I think it's because it ties in so many years of my life. It pulls it together, right? And it just makes me like super excited. Um, I, being a dad and having children, there's I want my kids to just watch all these movies. But this was like the first movie that I was like, oh man, I don't want my son to watch. I want him to watch like the old Spider-Mans and then like give him time and then he can watch like Amazing Spider-Man. Then give him time and then I want him to watch this movie. It'll be way more meaningful. I want him to feel what I feel and I know that that's ridiculous because I want the same thing for like Star Wars. But, like, it's too late for that, right? He's already seen, you know, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, I, so, but this was the first movie that I was like, oh, I, I want my children to experience this the way I experienced it. It's that longing that I think movies have. It's why I think people like us are passionate about comic books and and books and movies and stories and anime and whatever you might be passionate about and nerdy about because you're trying to recreate something from the past and this one just recreated it so fantastically that it might be number one Okay, so this is my final question. We got to wrap up. Um, but but before you wrap up, hold on. This is because okay. uh, the Matrix Reloaded just came out like a week or two ago. I haven't seen. And it. They lean in so hard on. Hey, do you remember the first movie? That it kind of like that's all you notice. So the third, this new Spider-Man did it so well that they gave you enough that you loved, that brought you back to the old stuff, but enough that it's a whole new story. Yeah. So that's why you hit it right on the nail, and you're like, it give you the nostalgia factor, but you it didn't make you not want to watch this movie. Yeah. Like, that's all I'm going with this. Yeah. I haven't seen the second Venom, by the way. Okay. I won't say anything else about no, it. No, you can. 
It's not very good. I don't plan on it's fine. I enjoyed it. I gave it like a an eight out of ten or something because I was in the mood. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I'll watch it then. You won't think it's that great. Um, (laughs) I'll go back and watch it if they bring Andrew Garfield. So I I literally think part of the reason why I was so part of the reason why I was so high on the film was because they. If you watch the post-credit scene, they zap in the post-credit scene of Venom. They zap Tom Hardy into the MCU and he licks the screen. And so, like, I think that bumped it. Like, I think the movie would have been like a six or a seven for me, but because of that one scene, I cranked it up to an eight, just because of that one implication. So I knew about the post-credit scene because somebody told me they were like, "Really, that's the only scene you really need to watch." Right. And so I didn't watch, but I read about it, and I just figured I'd eventually see it. I just like the first one. I just didn't like love. I, I enjoyed it, but it was just to me, it was explosions over story. Yeah, this one will be like that too again. Um, Maybe even worse so this time. So, yeah. I, I again, I think it just got me so hyped that I like splattered out. Eight, it's an eight. You know what I mean? Like I'm so excited. So it shot out from other parts. Yeah, exactly. Like my spider web. <laughs> um, okay, we are now in the final portion of the. I'll ask one last question and we'll close out. Um, here's my question: Where does it rank in terms of Spider-Man films? One, number one, even over into the oh, Spider Verse, hands down. It goes. This goes number no, no, one. I'm not talking about. I'm not it talking. It goes Spider Verse, and then it goes Spider Man Two. Those are the top three. That's the hierarchy of so, Spider Man. So you've included so into we're the Spider Verse. Including Spider Verse. Correct. Yeah, no, I put that as two. Spider Verse was awesome. Don't get me wrong, but you give me a live action stuff that happened over 20 years of my life, I'm gonna enjoy a little bit more than a super great movie with an amazing soundtrack. That's why it's number two. Yeah, you know, I. Think I don't I even go, hedge. I think I go. This one, No Way Home, Spider Verse. Yeah. Was three. Number two. See, I'm saying, see, Jay, you had to be, you know, alive in the 80s to realize that's how you do it. What year were you born? 94? I think my social security number is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what was uh, your mom's maiden name one more time? <laughs> what what was your, was your school did you go to? What, school, what, elementary? what was your elementary school you went to? What was the street? What's you your childhood on? friend? I mean, I, I bet I can guess by process John knows all these things, I think, and Sam could probably figure them out. Okay, I want to rank them too. Yeah, I yeah. Would, I would put Into the Spider Verse as number one for me. Because it's so good. Yeah. It's an amazing movie. I've rewatched it like four times. It's just rare for me to rewatch movies. It's just so freaking good. Yeah, the Prowler is uh, his uncle. Just phenomenal. The, the soundtrack, like Johnny mentioned, as he's yeah, chasing him. Like, the animation was so, I don't know. Like, Gwen. Gwen, you know who that Spider is. Spider Gwen, so let's go. Yeah, you know who that is. Gwen Stacy, yeah, Emma Stone. No. No, oh, Spider-Man. the voice, sorry. The voice. I thought you were saying you know who, like, the voice who, who Gwen Stacy is. Who? Uh, Haley Stansfield. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that really? Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawk, yeah, I the new Hawk that. Girl, I whatever she is. Yeah. Echo, Hawks. I think, is the name that they, they she eventually is going to be the superhero Echo. Hawkeye, I thought. She is in Hawkeye. No, I thought she No, I think she just replaces Hawkeye. That's oh, like, you think so? She's just, yeah. She's, yeah, no, that's... My cousins read the comic books. I mean, she just replaces yeah, she, Hawkeye. she becomes Hawkeye. Yeah. Oh! Oh, I mean, she they, or oh. they could keep both of them. <laughs> yeah, Hawkeye and Hawk Guy. Yeah, hot, not hot guy. Jay, calm down. <laughs> okay, what's that, uh, uh, Jay? What's her two then? Oh, for sure, this one. So, what's her three? Uh, probably Far From Home. Don't hate uh, me. See, I no, knew you'd keep no, no. it. You far, wouldn't keep the classic. Far From Home would be my number four. Okay, good. 
I, I love Spider-Man Four. Jake Gyllenhaal was such a good villain. Okay, there's a. I don't know if you know this, but there's a. My scene. number five is the original. Oh, you're so good. Sam. Yeah, that is a good so one smart. though. That see, those are all. And the last one is number three. <laughs> so, so get this, guys. They they in it, there was a meme where they talked about how like we always make fun of the MCU characters because they put on a hat and a jacket, and all of a sudden you don't see them. You know, like that's the joke. Like Captain America wears a hat and glasses, and you won't notice him or whatever. Like that's so stupid. But Jake Gyllenhaal is in the background in the airport when Tom Holland is. He's in a hat behind him, checking him out, and you don't uh, notice it. He's <laughs> in the movie a ton. Yeah, and you don't know it. A ton. Like he's they like they've hidden in him background. in. So I thought that was cool. But Jake Gyllenhaal is so good in that film. And the film is, I don't know, I, I really like the movie. second one. Yeah, so that was how I, that's how I'd rank them. So good. I'm glad it's your fourth. I thought you were about to like sock me like, how dare you not pick an original? No, no, you're good. You have stolen my hopes and Like I dreams. said, Jake, when, <laughs> when the stuck. second movie came out, Spider-Man 2, that was one of the most rewatched movies of that like decade. People went to the movie theaters a lot to rewatch too. It was oh, that yeah. big of a deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm surprised you put the third Spider-Man at dead last. I put, uh, I said, I put honestly, Amazing I didn't Spider-Man really watch 2. the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, See, so yeah, Amazing Spider-Man two, I put dead last. Yeah. But oh. I just it's just yeah, emo. You can't, I can't get rid of emo Tobey Maguire. I actually just, I actually like that. I love I, how cringy it is. I genuinely like like that he was cringy and he didn't care. Yeah. 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 We need to wrap up, guys. Okay. Sorry. Um, last. Last thing I want to say because I think it's important. Andrew Garfield, one of the greatest actors alive. If there's a movie with Andrew Garfield in it, watch it. That's all I want to say. I agree. <laughs> I think that's good. Any last notes, Johnny? Yeah, Andrew Garfield as the Riddler. Let's go. <laughs> that would be Dude. cool. I just thought of that right now on the spot because I was like, you know what? He has the right amount of like flamboyancy but like scariness because the Riddler's a little like all over the place right Isn't but yeah the Riddler's in the Batman yeah is he in the new one yeah, yeah. but is he's, he oh I, I keep thinking of one of the penguin but he is um, that's right the whole the the intro the trailer is the question mark on the coffee mug but the guy, do, the guy can do anything yeah um, that, I was thinking that'd be a really cool one he's so redo it all just wait till Flashpoint redoes the whole uh, DCEU and then, then you'll cast him I don't want to talk about that all the things they're doing. They're booting out Henry. The rumor is they're booting out Henry Cavill, moving Supergirl in full time. They're not going to work with Ben Affleck anymore. Like, they're just doing this to well, toys your so emotions. There's so many rumors. There's yeah, so many that's rumors. true. There's also a rumor that they're that they're actually going to bring back in the Snyderverse. Like, but as like a tangent timeline. Yeah, they could do anything. Who knows? They do whatever they want, man. Money talks. That's yeah. true. So, okay, Knights. Well, what did you think? Of the new Spider-Man, what was the biggest moment for you? Let us know in the comments below, and we will see you on the flippity Like block. it, subscribe it, and oh, then make sure to send all the hate mail to sam at unclesam.com. <laughs> I'm sure there is an unclesam.com. Um, <laughs> and you can send hate mail there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's free country. That's right. All right, nice. We will see you on the flippity flop.